What is going on guys? My name is Jared from the MMA Weekly Podcast and I am back after a very long hiatus. Um, I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to be back covering the news. The MMA news that is. And uh, yeah, let's just jump straight into this. If I seem um, like I'm taking a lot of gaps in between my words is because it has been so long since I've had to do this. Uh, you kind of get in the rhythm of it as you're doing it uh, week by week and day by day. So I think like the last time I uploaded one was like August. So I, I'm, I might stutter a lot in this one. So please cut me some slack. I haven't done this in a long time. But uh, without further ado, let's jump into all the news. So uh, probably the most important piece of news is the UFC London card that happened uh, this weekend. And by God, was that card? It it was quite controversial. In the main event, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, caused a huge upset when he knocked out Darren Till, the gorilla, the uh, the uh, the hometown favorite, in the second round. It is probably the knockout of the year. Will probably end up being the knockout of the year. Um, it is only March, but then again, you know, stranger things have happened. This was an absolutely huge win for Masvidal. Uh, he was on a two-fight losing skid before this, and surprisingly, this wasn't. Masvidal's only fight of the night but uh, before I get into that uh, we have to cover the co-main event which was Leon Edwards uh, defeating Gunnar Elson by unanimous uh, sorry not you as by split decision but I don't know how any judge could score that fight for Nelson I was rooting for Nelson I'm a big fan of Nelson but I don't see any way that he could have won that fight and uh, while Masvidal was getting interviewed on the ESPN plus post fight show uh, Leon Edwards came up uh, looking for a fight with Masvidal in July, and Masvidal went over and uh, I think he was saying like "say it to my face," and Edwards uh, put his hands up as if he wanted to fight, and Masvidal hit him with and I quote uh, a three piece and soda, uh, so he hit him four times in the face, which caused a small cut under Edwards' eye. Um, it was a pretty bad scuffle. And it definitely overshadowed what should have been a great fight for both men. And I suppose the matchup to make is Masvidal versus Edwards. Um, I do see Masvidal taking that one pretty easily. Uh, he looks to be on great form now. So I'd say he'll probably, uh, if it was a five-round fight, I think he could probably end up TKOing Edwards. Uh, but if it's a three-round fight, I'd probably say Masvidal by decision. For Darren Till, um, it, this was a, it was a brutal loss. It was a vicious loss. So, I mean, who who knows what's next for Till. A lot of people are saying 185, and while I would like to see Till move up, I fight some of the guys up there, he will be a, quite a bit undersized, not in height, but just just size in general. Uh, because, I mean, some of the guys up there are insane, like uh, Yoel Romero, Paolo Costa. However, yeah, Costa has had issues with Usada uh, allegedly lately, so he may be suspended, but... Uh, some of the guys like Jacare, Romero, just guys like that who are just really just buff. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'd say Till probably has one more fight at 170. And if he loses that, he goes to 185. I don't know, even if he wins that, he goes to 185. But for Till, right now, um, that is a tough matchup. Uh, who, uh, who should Till fight next? I would probably have to say, I think uh, the matchup that I probably want to see the most is Robbie Lawler versus Darren Till, 
but uh, I think the fight makes the most sense for him right now is to fight Damian Maya. Uh, I think you know Maya. Uh, he he broke his own losing streak there back at UFC Fortaleza, and I think that'll be a good fight. I think it's a it'll be a good comeback fight for Till uh, because the odds will be stacked greatly against Maya. But it's not it's not like Maya. He's a he's not a it's not like Maya is a complete tomato can uh, to throw till uh, to throw at till. Uh, I think he would present some good challenges on the ground, but uh, I would favor till in that fight. But yeah, I'd, in a perfect world, I'd uh, have him up against Robbie Lawler. But um, I'm gonna say Damian Maya. And for Gunnar Nelson, also a tough loss, but um, I'm not sure who Nelson fights next. Uh, you could give him someone like uh, Neil Magny. Um, I think that'll be a that's a that's a good fight. Um, it'd be a very competitive fight, but I think eventually Nelson will take that one. So um, I don't think there's any great matchups for Nelson, but Magny is one that I'd like to see. Then uh, the fight before the main and co-main event was Volk News Demir versus Dominic Reyes. Reyes takes it on a very controversial split decision victory, and uh, I was rooting for Reyes in this fight. I thought he was a huge prospect, but. In all honesty, I thought he looked awful in that fight. I think the Uzdemir rightfully won that, probably 29-28. I think I gave the third round to Reyes, and even still it was it was tight. So, um, yeah, I, I really don't know where Reyes goes from here. I think um, Johnny Walker, I'd like to see that fight, because I think Johnny Walker could beat him. And, uh, you know, looking at the rankings right now, Reyes was ranked number 8 coming into this fight, and Vulcan Uzdemir was ranked number 6. So I'd say Reyes probably overtakes him there, and uh, Johnny Walker's ranked number thirteen. I think that matchup actually makes a bit of sense. So I'd I'd like to, I'd like to see that one. I'd like to see um, Dominic Reyes versus Johnny Walker. Volkan Uzdemir, um, that's three straight losses for him now. I saw people talking about him getting cut. Uh, no, he's he's a he's a good talent. He's been on a bad losing streak lately though. Uh, I'd like to see him fight Alir Alir Latifi, and if not that, uh, Glover Teixeira. I think those are fights where he is favourable. He, he he's probably going to win those fights. But I want to see Uzumir get another win because um, I do like him. I don't like... He's been on a really bad streak lately. But, um, you know, I'd like to see him get a win. So, yeah, either Alir Latifi or Glover Teixeira. Uh, next up on the... Uh, before that fight, sorry. Uh, was Nathaniel Wood versus Jose uh, Quinones. And I was I was really excited about that fight because I do like uh, Nathaniel Wood. I think that he's got a great style. I think he's a he's he's an amazing prospect in uh, the bantamweight division. And uh, Wood got the victory uh, at two forty five into the second round. If I'm not mistaken, it was a rear naked choke. Um, you know, really impressive uh, performance from Wood. Um, Quinones he didn't put up a bad show, but he did get tagged a lot and. For a guy who has jujitsu tattooed on his chest, he got outclassed on the ground. So, um, yeah, really impressive uh, performance from Wood in that fight. If I want to be completely honest, the fight I'd like to see next for Wood is Perry Yan. I just that fight. I really want to see it. I hope that it does come to fruition. Uh, failing that though, um, I'm not sure. I mean, the Yan fight. Uh, I'd say Wood probably gets a top fifteen spot uh, on Monday. Uh, which is tomorrow when the rankings come out. But um, failing that, failing that, I'd like to see him fight probably Ricky Ricky Simone or uh, Thomas Almeida. Uh, you know Almeida is a tough matchup, but he has been kind of on a decline lately. 
And uh, Ricky Simone is he's just he's, he's another great prospect. I think he's an absolute beast. Uh, so I'd like to see that matchup. I'm not too familiar with uh, Quinones, so I couldn't I couldn't actually uh, pick a fight for him right now. But um, you know, I, I, ho- I hope he does well. Uh, the other fight I was interested to see was Jack Marishman versus John Phillips, and another really bad decision in my opinion uh, was Marshman versus Phillips. Marshman got the split decision again, I think. Um, I didn't have it that way. I had it twenty nine to twenty seven to Phillips. Again, I'm not too familiar uh, with those guys, so I can't really match them up. Uh, but again, I hope uh, that they do well in their fights. So, uh, yeah. And I just briefly wanted to touch on this uh, because, I mean, it's all over the news. Uh, Conor McGregor and his situation. Um, you know, I think Conor he needs to pull his stuff together, man, because he is he he's just doing so many stupid things lately about you know uh some of the rooms about him. Uh, getting women pregnant and uh, coming out of uh, a coke house after three days uh, up in Dublin. And now this, uh, which actually has video proof of it now, so I think he needs to pull himself together. In other news about McGregor, there's a lot of rumours going around that he's going to fight Diaz. Uh, they're going to have a rumour match soon, but it's going to be at 185. I think that's completely ridiculous. I think that, yeah, the fight is probably in the works, and I do want to see that fight again. I do want to see... And I'd like to see it at 55 or 70. I don't mind. I'd probably like to see it at 70 again. Um, but, you know, in a perfect world, I'd like to see it at 55. I wouldn't mind seeing it at 170, but 185 is just, it's completely ridiculous. If Nate want, if Nate doesn't want to cut weight anymore, that's fine for him. But I I do not want to see Connor fight at 185. I want to see Connor fight at 55 or possibly like a, a long ways down the line, maybe 170. But, um, yeah, I hope that fight comes to fruition, but I'd like to see that 55. The other thing that really uh, kind of got me down during the week was uh, Tony Ferguson's wife has filed for a restraining order against him, and this really put me down because I'm I'm a big fan of Tony Ferguson and his fighting. I think he's an incredible fighter. He's probably the most deserving of a title shot in the, in the entire of the UFC. But this is pretty sad to see. I mean, the, the guy, he's genuinely insane. That's not hyperbole. He's genuinely insane. I hope that he gets all... The, he ho- I hope that he gets his personal life sorted out and he can return to fighting pretty soon. But, um, yeah, I wish him nothing but the best. But uh, the man needs to get his life sorted out. And uh, now uh, we are going to go to the viewer questions on MMA meal and... Uh, if you're on MMA Amino and you do listen to the podcast, make sure to join the MMA Weekly Question uh, chat room, which was set up uh, by myself and Hingster, who is just absolutely he's an incredible user. Uh, he gives this so much support, and just I I cannot thank him enough uh, for this. So um, let's jump straight into the questions. Uh, question from Hingster. Uh, and he asks, if uh, Robbie Lawler is the next, does Ben Askren face Darren Till next? Uh, how do you see that fight playing out? Um, sure, if Till won, I think uh, that I'd probably like to see Ben Askren uh, fight Till. But um, no, not now. Uh, I'd like to see, like I said, Till fight. Um, I'd like to see Till fight Damian Moya or Robbie Lawler. Um, I want to see that Askren-Lawler rematch. 
because I was I am just so annoyed that the fight ended that way. And I want to see it again because I think that I think that Lawler could beat him the other time, and he did have him beat in my opinion in the first fight. But uh, that's a whole other uh, discussion. But yeah, I'd um, no, and uh, if that fight came to fruition for whatever reason, um, it's a tough one to call. But I give Till a slight edge in that fight because of his striking. His his ground game is not the best. And Ben is, as much as I hate the guy, he's got incredible restaurant. He's got incredible restaurant. And he's a pretty good trash talker as well. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, like, he showed some really bad holes in his striking when he fought Robbie Lawler. So, I think that Till could probably finish him. Uh, probably in the first or second round. So, I go Till by TKL in the... I'll, I'll say I'll say the second round. Should that fight come together? Uh, the next question also from Hingsta. And he asks, uh, with the recent partnership between Juan Shudo and Pancreas made official, uh, do you think that partnerships in MMA, uh, do you think the partnerships will become the future in MMA? Um, not really. I mean, I think the UFC will probably never partner with anybody. Um, they're all about the whole uh, monopoly business and buying companies out, so... Probably not, but for a lot of organizations, yes, I think Bellator will probably, uh, I'd say they'll probably partner with Ryzen again, um, because they had the uh, the Horiguchi Caldwell fight, and uh, they're looking to do the rematch of that in Bellator now. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a it's a great idea. I think it's gonna it's gonna revolutionize a lot of MMA, uh, but just outside of America, I don't really. Yeah, I think outside of America, it will work a lot better. Um, the UFC doesn't partner with anybody, I don't think. But, you know, organizations like Bellator and maybe PFL. I think PFL and Bellator, they might um, they might partner together. I think eventually, at some point in the future, uh, like everybody's going to be partnered up against the UFC. Um, but yeah, that, that's a really good question, actually. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, they could definitely, they could definitely work. Also, guys, uh, this isn't got to do with uh, the uh, the questions. I just wanted to say this on the podcast on MMA Amino. Make sure to join JJC two eight one zero. His prediction league it has uh, pretty much taken over the app. It is it's a fun league where you uh, predict fights um, every weekend. Uh, it can be uh, between Bellator, the UFC. It's majority majority of the time it's the UFC and Bellator. But um, we will, uh, they do branch out. So um, it's a fun little thing. You just, uh, you predict uh, the fighter, uh, the method and the round. And uh, there is, uh, there is a, uh, there's rankings after each event. Uh, I believe I'm at number three right now. Excuse me. Uh, but I make sure to check that out because it is a lot of fun. And JJC obviously uh, puts a lot of work into it. So. Make sure to go follow him, uh, join his fan club because he is a VIP on the app. So, yeah, make sure to make sure if you're on MMA Amino to join the Prediction League. Okay, something that I just wanted to mention as well is UFC 236. Uh, if you if you don't know, uh, UFC 236 is uh, will take place in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and it is headline uh, it's headlined by it's actually it's a championship double header um, between Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier, and I am super excited for this card. Um, 
So if I mention it in pretty much every other podcast up until that fight, um, it's because I'm super excited. And if there's any news about it, I will make sure to uh, to definitely uh, put it in here. So uh, just just that heads up, guys. Uh, to a more recent uh, or a closer upcoming card, uh, next week's card is Steve Wonderboy Thompson versus Anthony Pettis at welterweight. And I don't even know what to say about that fight. It is it's going to be a barn burner. Pettis is just the the, the guy is an animal. Uh, moving up to one seventy to fight Wonder Boy, it's it's an incredibly ballsy move and um fair play to the guy because um I not a lot of people are that confident and the guy the he, Pettis isn't even fighting for to look to be the best in the world anymore. He's fighting to put on a show these days and I truly respect that. Um, other than that fight on the card, there's Curtis Blades versus Justin Willis. Not too excited about that fight. Um, Blades takes it easily, in my opinion. I'd say he just dominates from pillar to post. Um, one fight that I am excited for on that is Juicy A Formiga versus, and I know I'm going to butcher it, I think it's Devason Figueredo. I know that I butchered that name. Uh, someone please correct me on how to pronounce it. Uh, but I'm really excited for that fight. It is probably the number one contender fight at flyweight right now. Um, I'm actually not sure who's going to win that. I do like Formiga and I do like the way that he fights. Uh, but I do like Figueroa as well. I uh, think he's a he's a great prospect. So, um, I mean, we'll we'll see how that fight goes. Uh, really excited for that fight though. Uh, another one, uh, Luis Pena versus Steven Peterson. Not too familiar with Peterson, but I do like Luis Pena. I followed him on the Ultimate Fighter. He's dropping down to featherweight, and uh, I say Pena probably takes this one. He's one and one in the UFC right now, but uh, I hope he does well at featherweight now. Uh, the other fight on the main card is Macy Barber versus JJ Aldrich. Two prospects in the flyweight division. Uh, I'd say Barber probably takes this one. She seems to have a lot of hype behind her, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. And to end off the podcast, and I know it's uh, we're only at about the 18 minute mark. But I wanted to end this off with a retrospective on Michael Bisping's career. Because if you don't know, Michael Bisping was inducted into the Hall of Fame last night um, at UFC London. And I was never really a fan of Bisping, but I was so happy for the guy when I saw it. Because Bisping is he's one of the legends of this sport. He went on the Ultimate Fighter Season 3, and uh, he ended up winning the series. And... For all the crap that the guy gets, he was a hell of a fighter in his day. Um, I mean, he's tied for the... Uh, no, he's not... Yeah, he's tied for the second most wins in UFC history with 20. Uh, he's tied with Damian Maya and uh, George St. Pierre. And, yeah, like I said, I was never really a fan of Bisping. The main reason was that he always seemed to steal decisions off people, and it just kind of made me dislike him. But when he was... When he was chosen on 17 days notice to fight Luke Rockhold for the middleweight title, I was thinking to myself, okay, I know that Bisping cannot win this fight, but I hope that he goes out there and gives it his all. And I distinctly remember that night because I stayed up all night waiting for the fight. It was the first time that I watched through all the prelims uh, on live TV. And I remember I was so tired when the fight came around, but I stayed up there with a cup of tea and I remember seeing him land that picture-perfect left left hand, and I jumped up on my sofa, and I, I just I celebrated so much for him 
Uh, it was the only time that I ever truly liked Bisping. But in that moment, I, I was a Michael Bisping fan. I really was. After that, I kind of uh, kind of turned sour on Bisping again because he fought Dan Henderson, who wasn't really a deserving contender. But I'm also a big Hendo fan. And in my opinion, Hendo won that fight. Um, I know people are going to say that Bisping won, but just don't annoy me on that one, please. Um, yeah, I mean, even still, to come in on your first title defence in your hometown and to avenge that loss, it, it was a pretty big deal for him. After that, uh, it took him 13 months uh, to return due to an injury. And in that time, Robert Whitaker had won the interim title and he came back to fight George St. Pierre in Manson Square Garden, and he did a pretty good job early on. He, uh, GSP gassed out, and he was able to land some effective strikes, especially from the bottom. He, uh, opened up a, a lot, lots of cuts on, on GSP's head. So, uh, you know, I actually thought Bisping, he might have the upper edge in that fight, um, you know, as it was going live, but inevitably GSP, uh, choked him out in the third round, and again, I'm a huge GSP fan. So I was kind of turned off Bisping, but he was so classy after the fight. He he didn't trash talk. He didn't make excuses. He he did put on a lot of the trash talk. That's why so many people disliked him. But um, the guy knew when he knew when to, to turn off and to become the, the real Bisping, who is uh, a respectful guy. And um, the guy he three weeks after that he was in a fight. Like, he, he was actually, he was in a fight in Shanghai against a knockout artist in Kelvin Gaston three weeks after losing his world title. Like, if that's not balls, I don't know what is. Honestly. <laughs> so, he went in there and he did, he got, he got sparked by Gaston, but, I mean, the guy, he, he stepped up on three weeks notice after losing his world title to go fight a young, hungry guy like Gaston. That's, that, 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 that is incredible balls. So, Michael Bisping absolutely deserved the Hall of Fame. I hope that um, his career as an analyst uh, continues and his, commentator, his, uh, his commentating continues because I think he's a really good guy and I'm officially a Michael Bisping fan again. So, I mean, I wish him nothing but the best. And that's it. I, I love you. I, Michael Bisping, I love you. Well, uh, that was a bit of a weird episode. Uh, you know, I have to try and get back into into the groove of things. Um, I will figure it out eventually. Don't worry. Uh, this one is a lot shorter than usual, but hopefully, uh, I will get into the rhythm. I know there's. I was making this very very quickly. I was uh, I only decided to do it last night. I usually have a few days to prepare and I get everything sorted out. So, um, I, this one is it is a lot. Um. It ends a lot quicker than a lot of the other ones. But don't worry, I will get back into the groove of it. And, by the way, I have to mention this. Um, <laughs> I have a new schedule. Uh, I will be hoping to post on Mondays. And Mondays are especially earmarked for uh, reviewing flight cards. And uh, just talking about the MMA news in general. So um, I should be posting that probably around 5pm Irish Standard Time, which is at, at GMT time. Uh, which is Greenwich Mean Time. Um, and on a Friday, I'll be doing previews, viewer questions, and news as well. And that should be coming out 
that should be coming out about 7.30 p.m. Irish Standard Time. So anyway, guys, this is this is it for uh, the, the first installment of this new chapter in the podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to like, subscribe, or uh, follow me on Podbean, and uh, share this video, send me some feedback, and uh, yeah, I love you, Michael Bisping.